Coming up in about 15 minutes, it is a Monday edition of The Snack. Stay tuned for that. Mason Rudolph has thrown an interception in the end zone, and Buffalo will take possession of the football. The Steelers denied from making this a potential one-score game as they were knocking on the door inside the five-yard line. You know, I'm Colby Daniels. That is Jeremy Poplin. Scott File on the other side of the glass in the Tulsa Oilers Hockey Studio. Mason Rudolph, Baker Mayfield, and Jalen Hurts make up three of the four starting quarterbacks on this final super wildcard weekend day. Pretty good day for the state of Oklahoma quarterbacks. It is, even though I will say... Um... I know that there has been a level of frustration from most that feel like that Mike Tomlin hasn't done his best to give Mason a fair shot at what's about what's going on right now, um, especially towards the end of the season until finally he was like, all right, we're going to let this guy roll with it. I feel like, though, that he's had more chances in the past. It just hasn't been able to really grasp a hold of the job. And it just marks and gives you an idea about what's what's happened in Green Bay is incredible with now Jordan Love doing this over the last 11 games of the season and the stretch that he's on about, you know, a lot. Sometimes it's luck. Sometimes it's, you know, solid foundation on a, on a franchise. And I'm not saying, saying the Steelers don't have that, but uh, man, what we're witnessing right now potentially in Green Bay is. Is uh, is something that just doesn't happen very often at all in the history of sports, or even in Houston, right? I mean, oh my gosh, man, C.J. Stroud, C.J. Stroud, how about that sensational. Show? Has I, has there ever been a better rookie season by a quarterback than than what C.J. Stroud has put out there? I can't think of one off the top. I of my would head. say no, there hasn't been. And that's not to say that you know he he won't take a step back next year that's that's definitely possible right absolutely it is especially in the league when when they start getting tape on you and and they really start to figure out maybe some of your weaknesses it's why i'm always so hesitant i think to when we see somebody have like that one year success yeah i'm always hesitant to to go all in on that because the second time around man in the nfl if you're not a dude, they will figure it out. Yes, they will. And uh, but to your point, uh, yeah, I, I I think like it's it's frustrating if you're Mason Rudolph or if you're if you're a fan of Mason Rudolph that he's never really been named like the guy. He's had a lot of opportunities, but it's not like this is our guy, right? We are riding with this dude for this foreseeable future. Simultaneously, to your point, like he's never been undeniable when he's had an opportunity. It's just kind of been mid. Yes. And, you know, I don't think he's ever been just flat out bad, but he's never he's never done anything to the point where you're like, we have to we have to think about giving this guy the opportunity to be our guy. Yeah, that's why it was a little bit. And I think for this season, you could probably say that at least the way that the narrative was being played out with uh, all the talking points around him not getting a fair shot. What else do you have to lose at this point during during a season? But it seems like that so many of those conversations were centered around and made you at least feel like if you didn't know any better that, you know, he had been screwed out of every opportunity to to take that job and to run with it. And maybe some – I'm not saying it's a 100% fair situation yeah. that was happening there, but – 
But uh, my goodness, he has had multiple opportunities in order for him to uh, anoint himself the king there in Pittsburgh, or at least the future. And for multiple seasons, right? I mean, I think I think the fact that he's still with the team, it's a testament to him being mid, right? Like he's been. He's been just good enough that they feel like, you know, if we have to turn it over from our starter to Mason Rudolph, like, you know, we could do worse in a backup. But in terms of trying to put somebody in place to be the future of the organization in that spot, he's never done anything, I think, to warrant that kind of conversation either. No, not at all. Which, I mean, look, maybe he could, he's Chase Daniel, right? And has like a 25-year career. Being a backup, but yes, and make a lot of money in the process. Oh, I know. I, I think you can do a lot worse in terms of a backup than Mason Rudolph, but he hasn't shown you, I think, the the ceiling to give you the confidence that he needs to be the franchise quarterback either. And if you like, if you had asked me to start this year, is Kenny Pickett or Mason Rudolph the better quarterback? I would have said Mason Rudolph. But I kind of feel like you know what Mason Rudolph is. And going into this year, you you don't know what Kenny Pickett's ceiling was. You have to find out if he's your franchise guy or not. It's so weird with some of the takes that you see uh, throughout the course of a season. Yeah, I'm going to read you something, and then I want you guys to guess which team perspective this is coming from. This is a story that was written this weekend. Quote, given everything that they've been through, the blanks seem destined for more. And while they believe that there are more opportunities on the horizon, next year offers no comfort or guarantee of similar success. There's no telling what the roster will look like two months from now. Can you guess what team perspective that's coming from, from a website that covers this team? Think delusion. It's not Miami. What I just oh, Cowboys. No. What I just <laughs> really? read to you okay. came from a entity that covers the Browns. Quote, given everything they've been through, the Holy Browns cow. seem destined for more. What more did they seem destined for? You mean to tell me that you're actually surprised that Joe Flacco and the Browns, who lost their starting running back early in the season and were down to Flacco, their starting quarterback, into Sean Watson, everything that they've begin, been through, you think because they made it into the playoffs and the position that they were, that they had to go on the road to face a division winner, that they were destined for more this year? Like, that is a level of delusion that is just... I read that and I was like, you got to be freaking kidding me. I mean, you win a couple games and... All of a sudden, you're yeah. An organization. I will. I would almost say that I I I might tip my cap to if that was a Dolphins entity oh. that wrote that. By the way, Josh Allen just yeah. absolutely tore through and now is flexing on the Pittsburgh Steelers defense on a giant touchdown run of I didn't see the total fifty two yard touchdown run from Josh Allen to send Buffalo to a twenty to nothing lead right now over the. Pittsburgh Steelers with seven minutes left in the first half. That kind of feels like a dagger, doesn't it? That has to be. That has to be. That interception in the end zone there from Mason Rudolph. But, yeah, I can see. And Josh Allen, yeah. I I can see where a Dallas outlet might write that. I can see where a Miami outlet might write that. But come on, man. The Browns, Joe Flacco was your starting quarterback. There's no way. 
I mean, of, of the four teams that lost over the weekend, they would have been my last pick as to which which team that was about. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they got further than anyone thought they would, right? I know. Absolutely In fact, they nuts. were in the postseason. Like, they had no business, actually. I, I, they should have smoked a cigar <laughs> the minute that they qualified for the postseason because yeah. that is their version of, of a championship. They now, defied you, the odds. If you want to get down about losing to a team that was – you know, the worst in the NFL last year and it were second worst technically, right? Cause they won the final week and lost the first pick. Um, but worst team in the NFL for most of last season has a rookie starting quarterback. Like, okay. I like, I can see being upset about the loss itself, but to somehow think that this team quarterbacked by Joe Flacco was capable of a lot more than this. I mean, yeah. That was not going to be anything. Yikes. I mean, Miami was a team that, you know, a month ago, there were some people saying they were the favorite in the AFC, right? Mm-hmm. So, I, yeah, I would have guessed that would have been about Miami. Well, it could even have clinched the second seed by just yeah, winning in the last right. week. Yeah, on the final weekend. That's right. And they also have, especially with Tua, right, big decisions to make going forward. And you don't know how much of that team is going to stay together. But just the delusion that exists sometimes in some people's minds. Well, By the way, you, you brought up the Oklahoma perspective from the quarterbacks. How about the fact that, I, I mean, depending on who wins tonight, like just look at the NFC. So the starting quarterbacks that are left in the playoffs, are Jared Goff, Brock Purdy. <laughs> You've got Love in Green Bay. And then whoever wins tonight out of Baker Mayfield and Jalen Hurts. Man. That's wild. It is. The final four quarterbacks are, is this group right here. That is – that's incredible. And that's not even, that's not a knock on the teams that are built around them, but, I mean, the conversations are still out there about Brock. They're happening still with Jalen to this day. Whoever thought that Jared Goff would be in this position – I mean, golf has had a big reemergence, right? So he has, and I got to say, man, that was pretty badass by Dan Campbell with his speech at the end and giving him the game ball, saying, "Hey, not good enough for them, but you're good enough for Detroit." And to have his name chanted at Ford, yeah, was pretty sweet. Well, to to do it against the guy that you were traded for, right? Mm-hmm. That then went on to win a Super Bowl. And now you're in this place that hadn't won a playoff game since 91. Yeah, there was there was a lot there that went into the entire equation. And good for Jerry. I mean, he's been he's been really good this season. Oh, yeah, he has. I mean, it's fair to say, I think he's top 10 quarterback in the league right now. Yes. Yeah. But the juju is so good that the Lions winning last night actually got the Pistons a win today for crying out loud. (laughs) Who would ever thought that was going to happen? Is this the turning point in all of Detroit sports? Everyone, I, Does it I, all turn around? I wonder why Wingstop was trending, and I guess when the Pistons get a win, the area Wingstops give you free five boneless wings or oh, okay. chicken nuggets, essentially. And uh, that's why Wingstop was trending, because all these Pistons fans that's were amazing. jumping on there being like, I know what we're eating tonight, baby. What a bad team. 
uh, horrific. Did I see they just traded Marvin Bagley as well? Yes, they did. Go ahead and try and take another crack at the number one overall pick, right? <laughs> yeah. Good luck with that. <laughs> Trying to get him to want to actually stay. Oh, woof, woof. But yeah, that was that was a that was a very cool scene, and that was by far the best game of the weekend last night, right? Yes, it was. I mean, the Texans beat the hell out of the Browns. I, I know that the score maybe wasn't like for for a lot of the game out of reach. But it felt like the Chiefs were just beating the hell out of the Dolphins, right? Yes, I mean, they, they were. They completely dominated that game, even though there were a bunch of field goals that didn't really, from a scoreboard standpoint, separate them in that regard. I uh, was, obviously, the Packers just had killed the Cowboys by halftime. I was disappointed, and I, I love Mike McDaniel. I was disappointed in just uh, he, the play-calling they called plays like it was minus 30. Like, you can't have that mentality playing on the road when everything is against you. And I, I, I was just so disappointed in the way that he handled the play-calling responsibilities in that game. Easier said than done, though, and I understand yeah. that. But, man, it just seemed like that they are, they are playing like uh, they were afraid of the, of the temperature. Chiefs also kind of gave me this sense of, like, Oh, yeah. Kind of feels like they've been sandbagging. This is the best that they've looked <laughs> in right? three months. Like, now now it's the real deal, and now you have to show up and play. And Well, when their offensive line plays like that, and I don't know how much of Miami being banged up had a role in that, but when their offensive line plays as well as what they did, they, they typically end up having a game yeah. like that. Well, then you have pass catchers that aren't dropping the football. I mean, Kelsey had a couple, but for the most part, Guys caught the football when they were supposed to catch it. They finally featured Rashi Rice, which we've been talking about all season long. Like, I don't know why, with the lack of talent at the receiver position, they hadn't made him like a focal point of the offense. They finally did that, and look at what he produced. And no, It's like Andy had barbecue sauce in his eyes or something and couldn't. <laughs> and snot sickles on his stash. How awesome was that? God. How about the snot freezing on his mustache? Can someone go help Andy out? Could you spray his uh, his mustache with that stuff that we put on the windshields of cars? That's right. Oh, just to try the, to help him a little bit? Sickles. I mean, even a little WD-40, like on the mustache, will help that not happen. That's right. <laughs> Holy cow. Gosh. And then most people complaining about, you know, Taylor Swift. Oh, of course, Tony Dungy. Just leave her alone. She's trying to have fun watching a football game. Coming up in the snack, my favorite moment from – uh, NBC patting themselves on the back about the uh, the amount of people that tuned into that game. I got the audio. Okay, <laughs> it's awesome. Speaking of NBC, that crew. Oh, go on. <laughs> not good. It's or not... as Brad Sham said yesterday, what the holy hell was that? Make it stop. What are they doing? What they've Chris been Sims doing for right a while. In front of, yeah. What they've been doing. It's rough. It's a rough watch, without a doubt. All right, let's take a timeout. It is a Monday edition of The Snack next here on the Blitz 1170, and we are streaming on the Blitz 1170 app.